0: If we obey his word, if we walk in the light, he is the way and the truth. And in him is the light. If we obey.
1: I'm having just a little bit of fun here with uh, Fran. Somehow I accidentally typed an R in the comment section here uh, saying good morning to Stephen Donner. Uh, But uh, it is not Donner, it's Donna, And to which dear sister Fran says, uh, no R's in Maine. Well, I I hear some of the Mainers say R's. I do, I I really do. Uh, Pete, sir uh would be an example that, uh, just a little tease, and it's fun here it first thing in the morning, and I know R's means at the end of the word, not in the middle of the word, like Fran's name. If you take the R out, it means fan, and I, Fran is one of the best fans. So and I say good morning to Priscilla as well, uh, didn't get to type that into the comment section here. We are wrapping up the book of Philippians today, at least I think we are. I say that because sometimes I get uh, going in a passage and, and don't go as far as what I think I will go. Uh, but this morning, I, it is my intent to, to try to finish out the book of Philippians, the fourth chapter. I think we're going to go into 2 Corinthians after this, uh, and I uh, think that is the plan that I'm going to pursue Uh I don't know if I've done the Corinthians recently. I don't remember. Maybe I should go with first Corinthians. I'm still praying about where we're going to go next for book study. Um, we'll have that figured out today is Wednesday. So I, I've got 24 hours to get it figured out. I think, uh, but anyway, good morning. Good morning, to Laura, as well. For those that are listening to this as a podcast later on, or maybe watching this later on YouTube or on Facebook, just so you know, every morning I have people who join me live at 6 o'clock, Monday through Friday, most Monday through Friday mornings. And we have a little bit of discourse interaction back and forth. And, uh, uh This is what takes it to the place of being like discipleship or disciple-making. Some people argue, you know, discipleship is not the word in the Bible. Disciple-making is, I I would say, I just think you're making way, way, way too much of it. Although, although. Uh, To my friends who uh, would say that, they would often say, well, part of the issue is that, uh, you know, we think of discipleship as as a Bible study. Well, it's far, far, far more than that. Far more. It's learning to live the Christ life. And part of living the Christ life isn't just living the Christ life for our own, but also thinking about how do we influence, encourage, and inspire other people to walk with Jesus. If anyone claims to live in him, he must walk as Jesus walked, and that is First uh, John chapter 2, verse 6, the theme verse of this very broadcast uh, that we're doing here. So I'm going to pick up here, and we're glad that Missy down in northwestern Pennsylvania has uh, found us uh, because we disappeared off Veracity Chapel, and now here we are on our very own page. So, um... Let me pick up at verse 10, and some of this we covered yesterday, and uh, we'll continue on uh, just, just a little bit with uh, this this morning, a little bit of, just a little bit of recap for us. It says, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you've renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you've been concerned, but you had an no opportunity to show it. We talked about yesterday how. They wanted to participate in the ministry, financially support in the ministry, and they didn't really have the opportunity. I mean, uh, for for them, their days are different. I mean, here we go on to uh, a website, uh, or we go into a place like this Facebook channel, and, you know, I need to create a, I don't know if we did it or not, uh, Don, I don't know if we talked about putting a a button on here, a give button, but we need to talk about that. Uh because you can do it right boom, you know, just go and we give uh we 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 give this type of insight like you see on the screen right now, a place you can go and give, but maybe we need to put that button right here in our uh in our page so people can do that. Concentricglobal.org backslash give, uh, with a designation Ministry of Jim Culbertson. So uh that that is something that you can uh, you can do uh to support the ministry they didn't have they didn't have uh what on my uh, program here that i use to to do the broadcast they didn't have slider number three that they could press Uh, i didn't have a broadcast that they could use none of that so i mean it was money carried in person you know and it, it was it was shekels it was it was in a bag. There was every every possibility of someone being robbed and carrying that. and if no one is going the direction alike to where Paul was, whether he was in Ephesus or whether he was in Rome, there's some debate about which prison he is writing from. But if there's no one going there, there's there's no way of getting the money there. They didn't have the opportunity to show it. That that is what uh, is being talked about. I'm not saying this because of a need, for I've learned to be content. Whatever the circumstances, I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through Christ who gives me the strength. And we talked yesterday how that verse is far, 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 far more than a football game. You know, football players are, you sometimes... When they're, when they've been allowed to do it, they'll, they'll put, you know, Philippians 413 maybe in, down here underneath their eyes, or they'll put on their shoes or something like that. It's great for a football game, but friends, I mean, we're, we're talking far more. We're talking to the level of daily, uh, sustenance here that type of i can do all things through christ who gives me strength i can be content i i can learn to be a worshiper and not a complainer through christ who gives me strength you know and there are many things we might like to complain about many things might like to whine about but but we can we we can face life we can face the challenges of life we can face uh, terminal illness through the strength of christ like my friend Ian, uh, we can we can face um, job loss in the strength of Christ. We can face life in Christ. Now, uh, that is the point of this verse, Philippians four thirteen. Now, yeah, it can apply as you're taking a test for for schooling uh, or, or whatever it may be uh, that you're doing. But God will give you the strength. And in in, in giving you the strength, he will also give you the contentment, whatever the situation, whatever the circumstance, he will make you content uh, in the situation if you're walking close to Jesus. Let's pick up verse 14, that it was good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, When I sent out from Macedonia, which is to the north of Greece, not one church shared with me the matter of giving and receiving except you only, for even while I was in Thessalonica. Now again, uh, Thessalonica, or Thessaloniki as it may be called over there, um, is... North of Greece, in in the Macedonian region, and it says, "For even when I was in Thessalon- Thessalonica, you sent me aid again and again when I was in need." I mean this this is uh, th- this is sharing in the gospel. This was sharing with Paul as he was carrying the gospel to another part of the world, and and earlier they had occasion to share. Um, someone was maybe traveling that direction and could carry the funding. And, and that's how this all kind of ties together, that that they, they hadn't been able to share recently. They've shared in the past as Paul was sent from uh, the area of, of Ephesus and, and uh, over from what we now know as Turkey, kind of on the uh, the western coast of Turkey at the Aegean Sea over across to uh Macedonia, uh, some of them shared initially in the ministry, in the sending, in the caring, and then didn't have occasion. But he says this to them. He says, moreover, verse 15, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel in the south of Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you only. You know, sometimes we want to step away from these words, giving and receiving. Listen, folks, uh, the gospel, the building of churches, uh, the maintaining of churches, the planting of new churches, uh, the the, the taking of the gospel to other places – requires resources it just simply simply requires resources and sometimes we don't want to talk about money you know we'll and think well we're talking about god and about money well it, it's a it's a reality that we need to be able to look at and to face and and, and to state the fact and as he states in verse 15 no one shared and not one church shared in the matter of giving receiving except you only and he is he is commending them for their sharing in the gospel um uh, as they did and later on when you read in second corinthians as we go there um he will talk about some of the different churches that had shared and partnered in the gospel uh either either before this time or after this time uh because the church has a part to play. And who is the church? The church isn't the building. The church isn't the organization. The church is the people. That is what the church is. So he's talking about this in verse 16. He says, For even though I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid again and again and again. Now I know. You're saying you you just repeated that. I, I know. Uh, so he says in verse 17, not that I'm looking for a gift, but I'm looking for what may be credited to your account. He is saying to them, you know, I, we want to be able to say th- th- these people, these people from Philippi shared in the gospel ministry. You know, if, if we were to keep a ledger book of uh, how what we do, how we partner, how we work uh, together in the gospel. I mean, what what does the ledger look ledger book look like? The idea of crediting something to your account, as we read right here in verse seventeen, it says, "I'm not looking for a gift, but I just I want to be able to say this is how these people shared in the gospel." You know, and for those that, that listen live um, with me on Monday through Friday, so many of you have shared uh, in the gospel. Uh, some some don't have much means uh and some find creative ways to to partner in the gospel uh this the daily discipleship podcast well yeah it has my name and my ugly mug on it I mean Don is a big part behind the scenes doing so much back there and there's probably a lot more we could do if if I was only focusing on this but because I'm also focusing on <clears throat> other aspects of ministry this this doesn't get as much attention as as perhaps we could give it. So I, I can credit that to Don's account, the work that he does uh, in behind the scenes, and then different things that Don does that you don't even know about. Uh, that we credit that to Don's account, and other things we we credit prayers to uh, to your account. Uh, you know, we, we credit uh, we being the Lord, and I uh, credit uh, you know to your account. Um, the financial support that you have given or do give or will give or intend to give along the way. Uh, Of course, there are certainly lots of other ministries and uh, there's the ministry of the local church. Uh, There are ministries of other missionaries, uh, you know, uh, to ask ourselves the question, how am I uh, participating uh, in the spread of the gospel? Uh, with the means that the Lord has given to me. Now, he gets into this a little bit more in these verses and says, I receive full payment and even more. I am amply supplied now that I've received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. Now, there is there is something in, these, in this sentence that I want to um, point out. He says, I am amply supplied in the word now. Now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent, there was likely a point in time when he wasn't amply supplied, and he talked about that in some of the preceding verses. The church in Philippi sent through Epaphroditus the messenger, the gifts that they sent, uh, and so now Paul is amply supplied. Now it could be it could be gifts sent via um, as food. Uh, it, it could be gifts sent as clothing. It could be gifts sent as, as paying a bill. There's all kinds of different ways to do this. I've shared with you before cho- the story of chocolate pudding. And uh, one of the things in my very first ministry, uh, I, I, the first ministry that I went into, uh, my pay, no benefits, was $12,000 a year. Now, that was in 1987 after I graduated from college. And uh, so, from time to time, I would come home and find some groceries or something uh, on my table or on my porch or you know, somewhere somewhere at my home. And one year, I had been away from the house for a week of ministry, and I came home. And on the way home, it was a busy week. I was tired out. I was thinking I was going to go home and sit in the bathtub. I didn't have a shower, so I sat in the bathtub, and I, I was looking forward to just a nice hot bath, but I was also thinking about chocolate pudding, and I drove by the grocery store that was open back then uh, in Meadville, Pennsylvania at, uh, I think it was open till 11, it was like 10 o'clock at night, and I thought... Oh. I'm really hungry for some chocolate pudding but I'm too tired. I just I'm not going to forget it. I'll be okay. I got home and on my table was a bag of groceries. I think there was some bread, there was probably some canned soup, there was you know uh, some different things in in that bag but in the very bottom you'll never guess what father made sure I had that night. Yep. Chocolate pudding. I mean the Lord knew that I was going to have a hankering for chocolate pudding on that night, and he put it on the heart of somebody. They didn't know. They had no idea. I mean, they'd probably gone grocery shopping a day or two before or that morning or something. And Hey, he might like chocolate pudding. Father will take care of us, and and, and that's the type of gifts sometimes that you're able to give. But this is what Paul says about the giving of those gifts. He says those gifts are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice. It's pleasing to God. So is, is the offering bag or tray or whatever method your church uses comes by to think about smelly money. Now, I don't mean you should sniff the money. I'm not talking, you know, that type of thing. But to think of it as smelly money, it, it, it's, it's a fragrant offering to the Lord. As you give a gift to help someone, that is a fragrant offering to the Lord. As you put your your, your ties and offerings in, whether it's the box, the joy box, or the the offering bag, or whatever it may be, to remember, it's a fragrant offering to the Lord. It's a it says an acceptable sacrifice. It's pleasing to God. So think of it differently. Don't think of it begrudgingly. Don't think, well, I want to give that money. But joy and worship and gladness and gratitude to see what happens. Now, with this, Paul states what now we would look at as a promise from God in verse 19. In relationship to verse 18, and my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Now sometimes this verse, verse 19, is taken out of its context. And it's taken just simply as a standalone verse uh, that says, And my God will meet all your needs according to his rich glorious riches in Christ Jesus. And uh without reference to what is proceeding in, in the verse that uh, it was just before that. This was in the context of their sharing in the gospel ministry. Sometimes we just say, God's just going to meet all your needs. You know, hoard all you want, build bigger barns, build more silos, put more storage in, do all those things, keep for yourself, keep for yourself, keep for yourself, and God will supply your needs. No. This verse is directly in proportion to the giving that he has just talked about in the preceding verses, the sharing in the gospel ministry. Uh, In Matthew chapter 6, I'll take you over there. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus says something similar, and this really speaks to the heart of the matter. Let Let me take us down there. Because this this relates uh, with with what we're talking about, he says this in Matthew six nineteen. Do not store up treasures for uh, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. The idea of what are you looking at? What are you prizing? What's your gaze upon? But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Don't let things don't let your focus be something that will make you dark. Let your focus be the light of the Lord. And then in verse 20 For he says no one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. There's a principle in verse 24 about you know serving too many things, and uh, that can be a challenge. I I could unpack that, but that's not my point this morning uh, about serving two masters. In our day, it is so easy to begin to serve money and work for money. And sometimes it's like, we don't have enough. It's like our dear sister, part of our broadcast who shared in her Facebook post yesterday, day before paid all my bills and I have 14 cents left. You know, uh, is money important factor to our dear sister? Yes, it is. She needs it. But then there are others who are making more and more and more and more and more. And all of a sudden they're consumed with, We need to keep money in its rightful place and and view money as as a servant, not as a master. Then he goes on down through, and I'm not going to read this because of time, but the the balance of chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6, is he says, Therefore, do not worry about your life, what you eat or drink, or about your body, what you wear. Is life not more important than food and the body more important than clothes? He talks about don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. And then you come down to verse uh, 33, and he says this. Uh, in fact, verse I'll look at verse 31. Do not, uh, So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. He's talking about the basic essentials, necessities of life. He says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. There are other principles that would come out of that. But the idea of seeking first, right here, verse 33, seek first his kingdom and righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Now, I want to get us back over and finish out chapter 4 of, of Philippians but a promise there in verse 19 in relationship to keeping money in its proper perspective, uh, in relationship to, to partnering together in the gospel and my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus, which leads to this praise to our God and father be glory forever and ever. Amen. And he concludes with this. He says, greet all the saints in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me send greetings. All the saints send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. And this is why we think perhaps he is in Rome. It says, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with your spirit. Amen. So greet all the saints. Now, you could think, well, okay, this is early. Uh, the Catholic Church hadn't sainted all these people. No. We talked about this before. We are all made saints through Christ. Verse uh, twenty-two, he says, "All the saints send you greetings." It isn't like just the people, like the Mother Teresa-esque type people. We are made Christ. Uh, we are made saints by the work of Christ. He is the one that, that, that makes us holy. And yes, we need to live that out, and, and it's going to be shown in our in our actions and how we live our lives. But to remember, today you are a saint. You are a saint made so by Christ. Um, and he concludes, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. And We're going to conclude with, with two verses this morning. We're going to conclude with verse 20. And we're going to conclude with verse um, twenty-three. If in the comments, if you were to go into the comments and write out, type out uh, verse twenty, to our God and Father be glory forever and ever, Amen. Uh, that that is that is our benediction. That is our conclusion uh, as we look at, and I've left it on the screen so you can see it, to our God and Father be the be glory forever and ever. Amen. I would tell us to say this out loud together, uh, and so even while you're typing, if you're typing, if you might be eating your eggs at this point, uh, it says to, you know, let's just say it together, to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. And with that, Uh, I will conclude the broadcast by wishing upon you what the Apostle Paul wished upon his followers, his recipients in that day. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirits. Amen. May that be true of you today. Have a great day. See you tomorrow.